Hello, this is Coming to the Mat, podcast from the Melanesian Women Today Impact Service Series. Told through the lens of everyday, ordinary Pacific Island women, the Mat series seeks to break cultural barriers and invite listeners to hear real human stories of making a difference. The stories you will hear from the series balance diverse interests and weave together the story of courageous women who dedicate their lives to making a difference in their communities and country. Coming to the Mat series is a safe space that allows for women in the Pacific to use their voices. It also explores the integral aspects of women's lives all across the South Pacific and gives the listener a window into the many different issues women face through storytelling. Hello everyone. Hearing from our neighbors in the South Pacific is very important, especially during the crisis that we're all faced with. So it's essential for us to stay connected. Quite often, little is reported from the ground about the state of affairs, particularly during the pandemic of COVID-19. In the small remote islands of the South Pacific, we often hear from other countries around the world, but not always directly from the Pacific Islands, reporting out to the outside world. As the world goes on lockdown, we would like to hear directly from the Pacific Islanders, those who are doing work on the ground with the people and within the communities. In this three-part episode, we are going to talk to three team members from three different Pacific Island countries. First, we are going to go to Bougainville, the outermost region of Papua New Guinea, and talk to Mr. David Marena, who is our team country and culture coordinator for Bougainville, the outlining islands, and the atolls. Second, we are going to talk to Ms. Joanna Bulle, who is program manager for the region of Melanesia, based in Vanuatu, and Ms. Loate Maitale, who is a program coordinator for the Solomon Islands, based in Honiara. Compared to the rest of the world, the South Pacific, not counting Australia and New Zealand, has fared well so far. The coronavirus has been confirmed in Papua New Guinea, Fiji, as well as the French territories of French Polynesia and New Caledonia. The U.S. territory of Guam has had four deaths so far from the disease and 121 confirmed cases of COVID-19. As we recorded this episode earlier, another positive case was confirmed in Papua New Guinea. Welcome to the MAD. I am your host for today, Dr. Merit Harisovic. Welcome. My name is David Marena, and I'm based in Bougainville, um, Bougainville region, that is in Papua New Guinea. Um, I'm thankful that I'm part of the um, Melanesian Women today as the um, culture coordinator based in Bougainville. And uh, apart from that, I'm also uh, doing uh, community project work under the um, uh, Modlock Taku Climate Change um, NGO. Now, thank you, Mia, for um, uh, the question. Just to give you, before I update you on the current situation in Bougainville, mm. I will brief you on the um, national perspective of what the country is going through at the moment, mm. Papua New Guinea. As of the 28th January 2020, uh, the contact tracing and person of interest uh, total to 29,078. Mm. Those are passengers that came in since 28 January 
They have been uh, monitored and tracked. From that total, the rapid response team identified 6,255 persons of interest. Mm. Now, the criteria of person becoming person of interest are those passengers that originated from high-risk countries like China, Taiwan, Italy, and Spain. So the virus expanded throughout the globe. Um, then anyone, everyone that flew in to the country became a person of interest as, as of the 28th January. Mm. All persons of interest were monitored successfully uh, for 14 days and tested, all tested negative so far. The government of uh, Papua New Guinea has allocated 45 million to, uh, in support of this uh, COVID-19. Uh, okay. um, PNG is fortunate also to have foreign partners like Australia uh, supporting with an additional uh, 1.7 million and China government with uh, 300,000 US dollars, including medical materials. <clears throat> now for Bougainville, we had 11 persons of interest. Um, those 11 have already been um, tested and cleared so far. So Bougainville is okay. The situation in Bougainville is, is not as tense as it was mm. uh, last month or that from the time that we we, we were told about this um, uh, COVID-19. <clears throat> now, in PNG, there was only one tested positive mm. that was um, in last month in Lay. Uh, the guy was believed to have flown in from Singapore into uh, Port Mosby and then to Lay. So uh, the guy is employed with um, one of those mining companies. Um, we're so thankful that the mining company took ownership by, you know, uh, being very quick in uh, responding to that. And the guy was flown off to uh, Australia. Mm. So. He, the guy is, um, has fully recovered in Australia since he got tested and then was flown out of the country. Now, out of those uh, pe people, of, uh, pe person of interest, everyone has been tested. There's only about few, few more to go, which is less than about 20. Mm -hmm. The situation in Bougainville is still on um, the current situation in Bougainville since most of those uh, person of interest have been, uh, have gone through um, testing and all this and been cleared so far. The situation now is still on high alert mm -hmm. and under control. Uh, PNG, just this uh, last week, as of on Friday, PNG government has extended the SOE, the state of emergency, to another two months, while uh, the autonomous Bougainville government in, that's in Bougainville is yet to deliberate on that based on the 21 days lockdown. Okay. When when PNG uh, um, imposed that 14 day lockdown, Bougainville decided to go further by 21 days. Mm. Do you so know, out of those 14 days, do you know why would they want to extend that for 21 days? I think it's all about uh, prevention mm. and just a bit of taking this this virus, this COVID-19 more seriously, because mm. given a 14-day period, um, you know, it does not effectively or give you, like, if, if 
for for instance, if someone's got that virus, mm. you don't expect that guy to come out uh, within that 14 days with those symptoms. Okay. So that is one reason why the Bougainville government, the autonomous government, has decided to prolong it a little bit, 21 days. Mm. And since the 14 days lockdown uh, was deliberated by the um, uh, Papua New Guinea government, that was on last Friday, to extend it, it's due on t- on the 14 day period is due on uh, Tuesday. That is tomorrow, Tuesday. Tomorrow. Okay. Tuesday. So it's good that Bougainville is just um, kind of like um, ev- we are more focused on the uh, the PNG government. If if PNG government says that, then mm. it gives us ample time also to uh, make decisions of our own. <clears throat> so does that apply to? Does that apply to the atolls as well? How do they get the message? Um. Uh, since the um, the lockdown was announced uh, two weeks ago, mm. we had we had a, a vessel okay. um, that was um, was going to route to uh, Modlock Island. That was just last week or the week before last week. Mm. It left on um, before the ship sailed out. Mm. Uh, I was part of those uh, community leaders from the atolls that was called into the atolls district yeah. uh, to decide whether we were going to uh, put on hold that ship or should we allow it to go, you know. Yeah. But I saw it, it was while we were on the uh, earlier stages, we've only, that time we only had one um, uh, one person of interest that was tested uh, uh, positive in, in lay. And I said... Um, there is still enough time for us to let the ship go to the atoll because of its remoteness and mm-hmm. isolation mm-hmm. so that people can also this um, the ship can also take um, the some response team to go and do proper awareness rather than Just going uh, disseminating information on the uh, VHF radio which is which is not very effective hmm. and much of that inf- much of that information being disseminated through um, the VHF hmm. uh, it, you you probably be only giving 10% of it or 5% hmm. so it's better that the team travel and be in person with those community in Modlock Island and carry out and they also practically show them you know Mm. The, the 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 basic things like sanitation and um, how to do hand washing mm. and all this. Yes. Mm. So the ship left last week on Wednesday mm. and stayed there for three nights and then returned back on last week Sunday. So how was the so report? Was, how was the report? Is it are they uh, do they understand what's going on? <clears throat> uh, everyone. Um, the good thing about the atolls is that um, they they are very um, uh, I'll, pro- I'll probably say they're very understandable people mm. in such thing as awareness and they would always have that curiosity that you know being very puzzled to mm. really understand what the, the cause of it and all this. Mm-hmm. So apart from uh, the, the team that travel, um, I didn't I didn't in fact go, but um, uh, what I did is that. Um, I, I did some printouts of that, uh, you know, some based on some statistics, mm. well, statistics about how that's, that virus came out to be and the current situation in the world and all this mm. and how to preventive measures. 
So I did some printouts and I, I also sent it with um, with one of those officers to go and hand it over to uh, to one of my brothers in uh, in Modlock. So um, they can they can just you know after one person reading it and then can pass it over to the other. So it, it's all about enriching themselves more. Yeah. To what the team has gone to do. Yeah. So when they, so basically, you would have to write it in in your language then, so that the people can understand. <laughs> Which is good. Our people, uh, no, not necessarily. Oh. Um, I, I would say uh, that it, if it's if it the printouts that I did were in English. Uh-huh. So, um, the literacy level at the atolls is very high. Oh. Okay. It's very high. So we've got uh, very educated people that uh, most of them, of the pol- population, I would say uh, 80 to 90 percent, they understand, uh, they read, mm-hmm. they comprehend uh, English very, very well. That's good. Yeah. So can you can you tell us a little bit, um, going back to when it first, you know, what was the situation, uh, how were people feeling and with their fear when it first came out for Bougainville in general, what was the feeling about the news about? Well, there was uh, that there, there was total uh, um, confusion. There mm. was uh, panic mm. in a lot of uh, uh, people when they realized that there was no cure to it. Yes, they thought that uh, the coronavirus was just something similar to um, flu, the, the outbreak of that cholera. Oh, okay. Or the um, the SARS that, mm-hmm. you know, it came out within two months or three months, and then somehow they said, oh, it's under control, they have found a vaccine mm. on it, but they started to realize that the coronavirus was not something, you know, mm. to be taken lightly. Mm. And um, before it was made known by the government authorities, like, you know, how serious it was, people who were ex- accessing, um, like, Facebook and all this, mm. uh, they were already well in kept well informed of that disease. Okay, that was the good thing about uh, the, the side of that technology. So, mm. when government, uh, the, the the national government in PNG as well as the ABG autonomous Bougainville okay. government, mm-hmm. uh, they wanted to um, uh, start effectively um, actioning that. Mm. Um, most of the uh, villages, they've already got at least an idea or some knowledge about that this is already. Mm. Yeah. So, um, how did how is the awareness? How how, how does the um, community um, dismantle how awareness should be done? Was it through? Um, members of communities do they select um, through the youth through the churches how does how's that how does that take in a we've got um, in Bougainville uh, the government the autonomous Bougainville government um, narrow it down by setting up three three um, uh, three of those um, uh, preparedness mm-hmm. officers, one in the um, breaking, like there are three regions in Bougainville. Mm-hmm. We have the southern, the central, and north. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, what they did is they pumped little funding into that, like 100,000 kina each, in mm-hmm. setting up those committees. And then um, uh, what they did is they did, um, you know, all this. Um, working together with the uh, health authorities and also mm-hmm. setting up that main 
um, committee, mm -hmm. which is made up of the um, the controller. And that is the uh, police okay. uh, commissioner in Bougainville. Mm -hmm. And I think I think everything just went out well. <clears throat> yes. How does how does the social distancing affect the culture? Because we are such a communal society. Um, did, is that something that people are finding really hard, not be able to go to church, not be able to meet in a community setting? Social distancing, it's easier said than done. Yes, so, yes. Um, that, that is something that I found out because uh, if, if I was going to be talking to people about social distancing, yes. and then the next minute I'm standing right in, you know, with with people around without realizing that oh I should be keeping away from you know another person it it, it took some time for people mm -hmm. to really absorb uh, that the type of uh, that social distancing um, concept or whatever yes yeah. so I want to I want us to talk a little bit more about that because I think this is it, this is what it's all about we're trying to understand how does social distancing fits i mean does it fit into our in, in our pacific island culture um it'd be uh, i'm interested to 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 hear not just from you but your observation from other people like maybe your family within your family members or just uh, people your neighbors how does that how does it feel does it feel very strange it's quite strange i would say um <clears throat> Um, just for example, uh, social distancing. The main areas that we might, um, we're very um, skeptical of is mm -hmm. like the, the urban areas, like the town areas that, you know, uh, you find that there's lots of, there's different types of ethnic people interacting with each other. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I think it works well in the, um, the urban areas. And until, until today, is that um, if um, people walk around, they, 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 they take you to consider that, oh, I've got to be away two, two meters away from, you know, the yeah. other one and all this. Mm. Um, whereas in, in smaller societies, communities that we have, mm. um, out from the urban areas, um, you know, how, how would you feel like, uh, for example, um, your kid, you know, you tell your kid, you got to keep two meters away from away from your cousin from me yeah <laughs> your yes. cousin or your uncle your, your, your auntie your grandma yes <clears throat> that's right so um provided that we do all know the fact that Papua New Guinea has mm -hmm. only one reported case right so it's not as very much um taken seriously within those rural communities hmm. but we're trying to apply that apply that hmm. Hmm. but it's not as easy as it is, it, is, it is not very easy and you know I'm, I'm thinking obviously if there's a death in the community how do we do that have you um, the community do, have they talked about how is that going to take place hmm. uh, that's that's something that we we have been, um, uh, you know, mindful of because mm. in in our Polynesian culture is that when there is a death, mm. everyone comes together. Every right. communities, every families, they all come together. Correct. Yes. Um, for that bonding. But um, I'm just 
hoping and I'm thankful that you know such such thing is not happening at this period of time yeah mm. <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> period of time because if it does then I don't know how we're going to approach that because even the melanation they own bone williams here yes they all understand they all do know how our culture is been uh, has been, you know, yeah. applied here or been practiced in, in the urban areas. Right. <clears throat> yeah. But but like I said, the good thing is that um, we, we only got one reported case and that was already cleared. Mm. Um, and also those person of interest that was that were in contact with that um, that person, mm. they were all uh, tested and negative. So things are a bit, you know, not as serious as as that for example um we have the the public uh, transport mm. which is the uh the 25 seater buses coaster buses yeah. they can carry 25 passengers but they they are uh, to limit that down to uh, 10 passengers for the 15 seater buses mm. um they can only carry five passengers we have the water taxis uh, the, those outboard motors yes they only carry five passengers and for the churches, this is something I, I found um, in Bowenville is that despite the lockdown yes. and, you know, we discouraging all the shops went on close right. and only few that were allowed to uh, open as trading hours from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So that's the curfew for uh, the, the shops or just for people to go into town? Uh, just for the shops. That's for the, the shops. Shop. Okay. Yeah, they start from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., mm. meaning that um, right now the town is empty. Um, there's there's only few people within town. Those are people that, uh, unless you got you got a special reason to go to town to do shopping or to go in something got to do with town, then right. you can go. There is, yeah. <clears throat> Otherwise, I think everything is okay. It's okay. just it's just that we got to upkeep uh, adhere to those restrictions right yeah right. now something that i found also very interesting is that, that the churches yes <laughs> the churches because um there is in the lockdown there was nothing specifically been mentioned about the churches mm -hmm. <clears throat> the churches because uh all these all these sundays i've been attending to uh we've got this uh methodist which was later called the united church right <clears throat> um we, we there is it's it's kind of like because we all come from a, a christian background correct and even the constitution and everything is just based on christian principles so hmm. going to church is not one it's not something that one would discourage right one one would discourage and also we've learned that the the referendum the vote for referendum you know um, we proved to the world that the world was of the opinion that we were gonna be we're gonna score 50 60 percent mm. but we went 98 percent when you look at it it's not really about men doing it it was a divine intervention by mm. um, you know the creator himself mm. yeah so with this coronavirus you know having just one tested so far and those who were in close contact they were not also tested positive they were all negative 
Right. Is that something strange within the Melanesian uh, countries that we have, or just Bougainville and PNG? I think um, I think a lot of people from from talking to the other team members in from Melanesian um, Today organization Vanuatu and the Solomons, um, there is such a high reverence of fate that believe that believe that that's the the thing that holds and binds everything together from here forth, especially. Um, during the time like this, and obviously you also had um, tropical cyclone Harold just recently. So how was that? Um, did it do any damage? We've got only um, uh, the, the the effects of it, like strong winds and all this. So there is no damage in the um, uh, the urban area, but um, maybe for the other. Uh, southern part of it, like Buin and uh, Kieta, mm. there might be because they are very close. More because when you look at the um, the, the the cyclone, mm. um, we were just right at the edge of those um, uh, that um, that whole uh, cyclone thing. The, the 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 center of it was more directive into the atolls. Right. The atolls. Right. So that is my worst fear, because right now we've got the the radio, the two, the VHF radio for Modlock that is down. Right. It needs a battery, and mm-hmm. uh, we are out of contact, out of reach. With so, them. so you haven't but heard from them yet. I have. I have not heard from in, uh, from them yet, <clears throat> and my belief is that. You know, it, this is not going to be the first time because the atolls have withstood a lot of um, cyclones over the years. Mm. <clears throat> over the years. So they would have by now been, you know, they know how to adapt themselves and to shoot such um, situation that has been, that has, that were not, never foreseen. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> I believe they should all be all right. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So um, the awareness of uh, washing your hands and, and keeping um, you know self distancing is uh, um, social distancing. That's the two main things that are being um, practiced now. <clears throat> We've caught this um, like uh, washing of hands, right. which I think I think it's I'm seeing a lot of. Uh, um, Households been uh, um, very, you know, practical with that. Right. Um, also, coughing in into, into the elbow, elbow. Mm-hmm. and uh, that's right. And um, staying at home, it's just the um, social distance, distancing that is a little bit difficult. Uh, a little bit difficult. Yes. So, <clears throat> yeah. Yes, I think that that's probably it's happening. Pretty much every 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 place and everywhere I, I hear. So, is there anything that you would like to tell, um, you know, the people in um, Bougainville? The or if um, what's what would be your message to them at this time? I would say, um, despite all these, um, uh, you know, this. Uh, lockdown that we have, mm. uh, people have got to um, be patient mm-hmm. and work together with 
the government mm -hmm. and other stakeholders in ensuring that, you know, preventive is the only best option that we have right now for um, not only Bougainville, but the country. Correct, yes. Um, even if, we, if the government says, all right, uh, for Bougainville, mm -hmm. um, the 21 period, the 21 days period, okay, uh, things are looking good, but we'll have to extend it. People mm -hmm. have got to understand that, um, you know, these are preventive ways, these are measures that we put in, the government puts in place mm -hmm. for the better of its communities. Right. So we just got to comply and adhere to them. Yeah. Do, is, is there any, um, how are the clinics, with the, the hospitals and clinics, uh, would they be able to accommodate anybody who may have uh, slight fever or any, or do they get to go to Port Moresby? Um, we've got uh, the clinic, the health centers, the eight poles, the clinics around the rural areas, they, they're still operating as okay. usual. Mm -hmm. Um, we've got also the two uh, main uh, general hospital, which is Buka General Hospital and the Arawa General Hospital, mm -hmm. that are also um, operating as usual. So because of this restriction, we only, um, the, the number of patients also being admitted, a few, uh, some of them have already been uh, been uh, advised by the doctor to be discharged mm. so the, the 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 hospital is not as packed as it is only for only to accommodate for very serious uh, um, illness mm. or diseases that patients they have and also visitation to the hospital is is uh, is strict mm -hmm. um, only few and because of this lockdown people I probably say uh, people are matured enough that they understand if I'm going to go to the hospital and visit my auntie, I'm not going to take all my kids. Mm -hmm. I probably take my wife, just the two of us to go and visit rather okay. than, you know, walking in groups and all this. Yeah. That is to discourage that from happening. Right. But most importantly, it's all about staying at home. Mm -hmm. Staying at home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is really hard in our Pacific Island culture. So I'm um, I wonder what it would be like after all of this is done. How that would have changed our lives altogether in in some sense, in some ways, not completely, but in some some ways because it kind of restructured the way we think or behave. That's right. We've got the um, um, uh, just on Friday. Um, the national government decided to extend it for uh, with the domestic flights. Mm. Uh, they'll resume. They resumed as of uh, today. Okay. Um, resume and uh, schools are being planned for the 28th of this this month. Okay. Uh, they'll be going back to school mm -hmm. and also, um, but we still have those uh, uh, those border areas like um, one in the. Um, West, uh, West, West Sipik, which is bordering, they say a border with um, Indonesia, that's mm -hmm. Jayapura, that has been locked down. Right. We also have one in um, in Bougainville, that was at the end, the southern part, Buin, that says with the Solomon Island, Southland, right. Greenland, and all this, mm -hmm. that um, we have a lot, um, the authorities, police, and all this manning that area. Mm -hmm. And we also have one from the most outer island okay. 
uh, that is Tasman. They they say the same border with the uh, atolls from Solomon Islands. Oh, okay. Going from here mm-hmm. uh, to Modlock would be on a normal ship. You probably uh, like. I'll give you an example is you leave on a ship this afternoon, you arrive the next morning in Modlock and then you leave in the afternoon and then you arrive the next morning to uh, Tasman. Okay. Modlock is just between uh, Tasman and and the mainland Bougainville, that is Buka. Mm-hmm. So Tasman, they you can go by outboard, outboard motors. Uh, three hours across to the other side of Solomon Islands. Mm-hmm. Those are atolls, and they say the same. They have been um, I- interacting with each other and crossing over that border mm-hmm. all this time, from generation to generation up until this time. So that is our main concern, as from our atoll, like Motlock. Yes. Is that um, any vessels traveling from here to Motlock and then leaves in the afternoon to Tasman, mm-hmm. they should not call into Motlock again from Tasman. Okay. They should all take off from Tasman and straight to Buka without going back, like transiting to uh, Modlock. So how that do... is just to prevent mm. uh, our island from, mm. you know, Tasman could be um, vulnerable, like, you know, in terms of that um, uh, that COVID. Mm-hmm. If one happens to get that Tasman, if if one individual from Tasman happens to get that from an atoll island from Solomon Island. Right. Then the whole Tasman is is completely wiped out. Right. The entire race on that island. Yeah. So that is why we are restricting any vessel that leaves Buka mm-hmm. to Tasman should not transit again calling to Modlock. Okay. So that's they should come straight to Buka. So that's mm-hmm. all being controlled by the police. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no police on the island. We've got our local uh, uh, community government, mm-hmm. but um, uh, the locals have been made aware that um, any uh, about that about the spread of that uh, COVID nineteen. Yeah. So uh, pro- it's it's all about community. educating them. That yeah. we tell them that the that that, that coronavirus mm-hmm. does not move. Right. Uh, it's it's people that are moving, carrying around the yes. disease, like moving around with the disease. So, right. what they should be doing now is that um, if 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 there's any unexpected visitation from uh, like a sailing boat or any vessel mm-hmm. into the island, we've got our main three passage uh, passage, which is uh, about two kilometers. Out. So as soon as they they they, they see that there's an unexpected uh, vessel coming in, oh, then see. they have the locals. They yeah. will um, like be quick to respond right to the passage and right. make contact with them. Like mm. just tell them, look, uh, we are not expecting you here, and you'd rather just go back. Turn around, yeah. go back. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So um, I guess probably my uh, last uh, last question is how are the family holding on? I mean, how is how are people coping with with each family um, staying, you know, school, homeschooling and all of that sort of things that we try to do to occupy ourselves as we wait for all of this to go away. <coughs> With the um, student, like um, 
for myself, I've got three kids. Uh, I mean, two is uh, the third. The first one is in grade eight. Um, the second one is in grade three, and the third one is not yet in schooling. It's only three years. So, w- what I do is just to make up for that uh, that t- that period of time that they are away from school. Mm-hmm. Um, they they kind of like um, um, put into a schedule okay. that they go by. So it's all about at least they spend uh, an hour going through. Um, revising their schoolwork or whatever they want to do has got to do with with schooling then at least they spend uh, some hours in doing that but I do not know about the other parents at the moment Mm -hmm. what they're doing because they probably think that um, uh, the lockdown is just uh, another holiday for their students to you know yeah Mm. So, is there any any signs of stress for the kids, uh, children? Do they seem to understand what's going on? Are they nervous about anything? <laughs> they do. Oh, they do. They, they, they do understand all these things. Mm. Um, given the, um, um, not I mean, from the parents' uh, parental uh, perspective, mm. uh, you know, each parent has got to be. Re- take ownership of that and also sit down and talk to the kids and Mm. make them fully aware Mm. rather than just letting them loose and you know without understanding what is actually happening yes that's always very it's very hard well thank you so much for uh, talking to me today i really appreciate it and i'm sure that this information will go out into our pacific island communities to be happy to hear what's going on and giving us really good detail of what's going on in uh, Bougainville and also the um, Atoll Islands as well. So thank you so much, David, for your time. Thank you, Ria. You're most welcome. This podcast is created and produced by Melanie Women Today, a non-profit organization. Please visit our website at www.melanesewomentoday.org. That's all one word. Melanie Women Today envisions a specific region where every woman, girl, and child in the respective communities in Melanesia leads a productive, healthy, and fulfilling life. We are on a mission to improve the well-being and quality of life and also to promote and improve leadership in women and girls in their communities. Please consider making a donation today on our website to support our work. Thank you for listening.